Um, if a puppy got cancer, does that make the puppy less appealing or the cancer more appealing? Well, either way, I have an erection. This is Opinions Are Cheap. I'm Cameron, and this is my good friend Chad. Hi, I like dead puppies. How, how was your week, Chad? You do anything interesting? Oh man, I did. I did a bunch of OSHA research, and I, I read a lot of really, really annoying writing stuff about Arc Flash and how not to die uh, by working on an electrical panel. And then today, I, I sat in on a meeting at, at work because I have to write something on it for the newsletter. So I'm on the newsletter committee at work. One of those people. It's actually pretty fun. That meeting was fun. Yeah, I get to I get to do like newspaper writing at work, um, and it, it it pleases like five people that read it. No one else really does. My boss thinks it's a waste of time, but his boss doesn't, and so he's you know kind of like asses to him. I get to do it. It's fun to have a project. Yeah, I wish I had le- like my my work is mostly project based, which is annoying. So it's like oh, I finished a project. What should I work on next? And I have to go find something to do. I, I wish I had more structure to it you know it's like you're from hour one to hour three you're going to be doing this every day and it's like cool i can work with that i can plan around that but some of most of my day i can't i have like no idea what i'm going to do when i go in on monday which is frustrating yeah i can see that how about you you do anything fun um i so i have a movie pass sure and if you haven't been following a movie pass lets you you pay ten dollars a month, yep. and they let you see any movie that's called Slenderman, and plays <laughs> between seven p.m. and midnight. Did you see the Slenderman? I did see the Slenderman. I love Slenderman. Um, I loved it before it was cool, and I like it a lot less now that it's cool. Cause sure. Te- teenagers ruined it. Well, that one one girl like tried to kill another girl for Slenderman. Yeah, I was like, I was bored with Slenderman before that happened, so I don't even care. Okay, that's fair. I'm glad she didn't die, but also I don't really care. Yeah. But man, that movie. Um, I my friend from work asked me how it was, like how how scary was it? And I said, "Well, it's a PG-13 movie," and he was like, ah, "I'm done," and he walked away. Yeah, <laughs> that's about right. Um, it, <laughs> like, I'm I'm not I'm not joking. One of the one of the jump scare moments was the. This boy gets his face like photoshopped to death. What? Like they're they're this the, the boy asks the girl out for a date, and he and like they're they're on the date, and um he's gonna go kiss her, and she looks at him and she starts screaming because she's like seeing visions and things, and she's screaming, and then it shows what she sees, and his face was like literally you know the push brush on Photoshop where you can like yeah. smear. His eyes were smeared to look like they're angry, and like he had a, a angry mouth. Oh wow! And the background was like just pulsating, but his face was like a literally just a PNG. Nice. Like it was That's... unmoving, just flat and photoshoppy. And I okay from her I perspective, wanted... that would be fucked up. Well, it just I I wanted to laugh. Sure. Like the way it was presented, it I... seems like some scary movie shit. Or Scream, or whatever the parody one is. I, and it was completely out of left field. Like, if there was... If if there were, like, photos of people that got all messed up, or, like, if those were, like, creepy pictures that they found on the internet and it was foreshadowing, I kind of get that. But it's, like, completely out of nowhere. He just has a goofy-looking face. Sure. And it was... Nothing about it was scary at all. 
I just went down the wrong pipe. I was like, all oh, bad at birds. I want to say, though, the, the knock against PG-13 horror movies is, like, true 90% of the time. But I believe 1408 was a PG-13 horror movie. And that one, I thought that one was pretty scary. Oh, yeah. I mean, that that's the thing. This actually had some moments where I was, like, I was really tense. Like, oh, man, what's going to happen next? Because the whole fun of Slenderman is that he's so, like, skinny. Mm-hmm. that, like, he blends into the background when you're in a spooky forest. So it's like, there's scenes where they're in a spooky forest and they're looking around and you're just, you're not sure if you're gonna see something or not. And they had these really well-composed shots that were genuinely, like, unsettling because it's like, it, something's here and something's not right, but I can't pinpoint it. And then they would find a way to just ruin it. Like, the 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 build-up was really good and then the punch was always bad. Okay. And so it's like, I almost want to re-edit it like Jaws, where, oh yeah, the, the Slender Man robot wasn't working, so we had to cut that from the film. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it actually might improve the movie a little bit. Did I tell you about the time I photoshopped Slender Man into a document at work? No, that's cool. Um, I should I was making that. like this thing for like, uh, <clears throat> like this custodial checklist or whatever. That to pass around to the different departments. It's like, hey, radar custodial staff, what do we need to work on? Because people are complaining that things aren't clean enough. And I made it, and my boss is like, that's not interesting enough. I thought you were going to make it interesting. And I was like, fuck you, I'll make it interesting. So I stuck Slenderman in it, and then I stuck the, the pale blood red moon from Bloodborne in it. And I handed it back to him, and he's just like, god damn it. I was like, I'm not changing it. This is what we're handing out, and this is that's what we handed out. I thought it was funny, and no one else did. <laughs> this is one of those. I, um, it also took me a bit while to to, photo, to to cut the figure out of the picture he was in, so it, it like it was a complete waste of an hour. So okay, I love that too. <laughs> um, at work, they're not they they took away um our spare hard toe shoe slip covers. That seems like a dumb thing to do. Those are important. No, they're not, because they're dangerous. You could slip out of them and kill yourself. Oh. Um. What if you drop something heavy on your shoe and your your, your foot died? Wear, wear an actual steel toe boot. That is an option. So, my boss is like, okay, but we have visitors coming all the time. Like, we can't, we can't have, like, a customer show up and we tell them, like, oh, you didn't bring the right shoes. You know, buzz off. Yeah. So... What my boss wants us to do is start collecting shoes that people don't want. And just give, give like, customers, like, here's some used shoes. I hope they don't smell. Yes. That's a bad idea, too. So she she wanted me to organize this. So I've been on this, like, espionage mission to go to the security post and, like, steal as many shoes as I can. <laughs> and collect donations around the office for unwanted steel-toe shoes. Wow. And so to to organize it, I put together a spreadsheet of the different sizes we want, sorted by the most likely uh, worn sizes by both genders. Mm-hmm. And there's like the, a large, there's a lot of blank space at the bottom. So I got my my art pen out and I drew um, Shoey the shoe, <laughs> and he like has a dumb word bubble. And he's like, "Look, thanks for donating your shoes." And for some reason, like, nobody cared about the shoe thing until I put a cartoon character on it. And now this has been, like, in the center of our conference meeting for two weeks. Is it working? Just, 
Everybody loves Shuey the Shoe. He's just so cute. Cameron, look at those little, you do the little eyebrows. It's just so much personality. Is Shuey the Shoe a real thing or something you invented? No, it's just I. It's just a picture of Shoe. Shoe like like S H O E. Yeah, I just I just drew a shoe with eyeballs. Oh, okay. Like it, borderline. You know how like rare designs characters. Mm-hmm. Imagine if it wasn't cute. Okay. Like that. I feel like you're too hard on yourself. I think you're a very good artist. I'm a good artist. I didn't put effort into this. It was just there's blank space and I'm bored, so it's like, okay, on my lunch break, I'm gonna draw a shoe. See, I don't do that shit on my lunch break. I'm just like, oh man, I'm gonna get paid to, for this because they were dumb enough to give me Photoshop. <laughs> and there are times I'm like, man, okay, I, 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 I'm for sure wasting time here. I will stop doing this and maybe continue it on my lunch break. But that first, like, 20 minutes to half an hour, it's just like, nah, that's that's me time. But usually, it's, it's always for something at work. I'm not just, like, fucking around with Photoshop on my own time. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to make something for a project. It's just, I'm going to do it, way, put way more effort into it than it needs. And then people are like, oh, that looks really cool. Hope, hope that didn't take too long. It's like, no, nah, I'm, I'm pretty good with Photoshop. That was, like, 10 minutes, when really it's, like, half an hour. I draw pictures of Batman. That's fun. Um, and he's like, he's always like overweight, and he's saying things about like, "Boy, DC just isn't a very good franchise." And I just, I'll leave these sticky notes on my friend's desk who really likes DC. Nice. It's true too. Um, I actually, I think I gave him my picture of the Flash with the extra legs. That was a good picture. Um, and he ha- he has that still like pasted to the wall, like that's. Taped Can you up do there. an effort version of that for for the comics podcast? I don't think it. I don't think that's funny if I do effort. I think yeah, the fact that it's true. on like lined paper kind of makes it better. <laughs> we need, I would like. I would like a better, better picture for icon for that. Like I like the dumb furry thing that Emily photoshopped, but I like that. I I, I don't know. I guess it, it fits because then the, then the dumb then the one you have is, is in the background in a frame. Yeah, I like that too. Do you own the rights to those animal photos? No, I have no idea where those are from. Hmm. I'm not going to ask any questions. Hmm. Speaking of asking questions, someone asked, hey, you guys, are you ever going to write a creepypasta? Who asked that? No one. I'm trying to segue into the actual topic of the show. Oh, we should should name some of our listeners. Um, We don't know any of our listeners. Who here wants a shout-out on a podcast you don't listen to? At everyone. At now. We're waiting I for answers. This. I'm gonna sing. Well, there are the, eight people online. The Splatoon soundtrack. Da 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 da. But a dummy da. Scooby dummy da do do pa pa da ba do 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 pa pa da do pa da 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 do 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 pa da da pa da 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 do pa pa da pa da do 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 pa da 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 do. Okay, okay. I think this has gone on long enough. So, what were we talking about? We're gonna write a creepy pasta. Okay. That's what we were gonna do. We decided this, and it seemed like a great idea. So I read I some like creepy it. pastas. That's a good I idea. I feel like we can do this. I didn't read any. How many did you read? I read like five. Did you find any good ones? Mm, I sent you the Zelda one that was okay. That one was okay. I like the tone, like the writing style, even if the story just kind of like ended up not going anywhere. Yeah, th- that's, that seems like a, a common theme with them, though. 
Yes. Like, I read one that was getting pretty good, and then, like, it got to the scary part, and the character's like, and then I got the fuck out of there. And I never went back. And it's, like, awesome. I sent you one um, about an author. Did you ever listen to that? I did not. It was, like, 12 minutes long or something stupid. Probably why I didn't listen to it. <laughs> and it was so... It was such a bad story. It, it's about a guy who... He just... He decided that he's going to write a story. Because he, he always meant to write a book. So he's he's going to write a book this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just... He's not sure what to write because he's never written a book before. But then he had this idea. It was like, well, what, I should write that down. And then a magic portal opened and a time traveler from the future shows up. And he says, wow, you're my favorite author. You're like the world's best author. You wrote all the best books and I'm your biggest fan. And I want to travel back in time to the, the night you got your inspiration about your best book ever. Um, I, okay, I actually like this where this is going so far. So then he's like, okay, that's cool. So he signs the autograph. And then the time traveler's like, okay, thanks, bye. And he leaves. And then the guy's like, oh, man, I don't remember my idea I was about to write down. The end. Oh, that's horrible. What kind of shitty twist is that? Right? <laughs> Again, it's like, oh, we're, well, this is interesting. Oh, this is interesting. Oh, okay. I read... I kind of went over the two I read. I, I read a couple more, and I can't remember what the fuck they were about. Which is also maybe a thing with Creepypasta. Like, they don't really stick with you unless they're horrible or good, but I don't really know of any good ones. Like, there was the Russian sleep experiment... Which I thought was creepy at first until I thought about it for like four minutes, and it's like, this this doesn't work. The human body doesn't work this way. Like, if you apply any thought to it at all, it falls apart. Which is most creepypastas, like the Zelda one, where it's like, oh, I found this weird Zelda game that was a prototype, and it's like a haunted Zelda. And it's like, if you're trying to frame this as people made this, and they were fucked up, and then it got scrapped because fucked up people made this, like, it doesn't work that way because it takes huge teams to do that and you have to have like a hundred plus people in on the joke and you're you're not going to get that like all of the haunted cartoon ones it it just doesn't work that way i think that's another theme with these creepypastas is that they're they're not at all plausible yeah but they're 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 written like they are, and I, I well, got into an argument with a with a, a furry yesterday about um he's going rights. like instead of oh. no no <laughs> he's like you know instead of reading shitty creepy bosses you should just read Lovecraft and it's like okay one I've read a lot of Lovecraft and two they're different like he didn't write that and he's like yes he did it he's like the OG creepy pasta and then he was trying to tell me how he's a Lovecraft scholar and how he writes just like Lovecraft and I was like oh so your dialogue sucks and then he got mad at me because Lovecraft doesn't write good dialogue. <laughs> He's pretty bad at it. Anyways, it got me thinking, though, because th- there's a difference between Lovecraft's eye voice and a creepypasta's eye voice, and it's basically like a found footage thing, where it's like, you're watching Cloverfield, and you're like, I know this isn't real, but it's a found footage movie, versus I'm watching the Blair Witch Project, and it's framed like this is real, and it's trying to tell you that this is a real movie, or um, uh, the fourth kind was an uh, alien abduction movie, and it was the same thing. We're like, this is based on real events, and we have real footage taken from real cameras, and, and then it's not. That's what a creepypasta is supposed to be. Uh, before the phrase creepypasta was known, the idea is you write a story that you just post anonymously on the internet as if it's something that really happened, and it's supposed to leave people wondering, was that story real? Yes. And it's like, 
I mean, that's what I really like about uh, Slenderman, how it started with, uh, like, a bunch of guys got together and they figured out it'd be a really fun prank to go to this um, paranormal site and start dumping these photos. Or, like, one guy was like, hey, I was going through my, my grandpa's photos and I found this one where there's this, like, creepy guy in the woods. And then somebody, like, immediately responds and say, I thought I was the only one with one of these. And they post theirs. And then people start adding, like, what is this? I was th- This was taken in Germany. This is taken in the U.S. What's going on? And, like, act like there's a conspiracy or something happening. Like, that's fun. It's, it's fucking brilliant, too, because if you do it right, people are going to go, holy shit. Because if you're on a conspiracy website, like, those people are predisposed to believe that garbage. Pretty much. And that's kind of half the fun, even if you know it's not uh, not real. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the other thing, I think I recommended it was uh, Marble Hornets. Yeah. Which, that's really framed like a found footage creepypasta, because... He's it, it, the the guy set up a YouTube channel and he presents it like I'm going to be uh, documenting my friend's uh, college movie that he never finished. But then he like stumbles upon these creepy tapes. And like as he discovers this mystery, he's like uploading to YouTube and there's like a second YouTube channel that gets in on it and like seems to know more and is dropping these weird cryptic clues. And it's like as you're watching it and as he's updating like once a week, once a month. It feels like something's actually going on, even though you know it's yeah. written and it's all fiction, but you're following it in this new way that's a lot more engaging than just watch well, a scary movie. Man, in a weird way, House of Leaves is kind of like a creepypasta because the framework is like this dude finds all these writings from a crazy person about a house that's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside, but it's a movie, but it's a real house. And you know it's not real, but it's definitely framed that way. But of course, I guess most first-person horror stories are going to be framed that way. They're like, hey, here's me, the character. This is how this happened. And I suppose the difference is is that the character in House of Leaves is an actual character, whereas the character in a creepypasta is really just a blog-style eye voice telling you a story. This happened to me, but they're not part of the story unless it's like, I moved a thing. But there's no, like, character to them. There's no um, base-level engagement other than a username. So if we're, if we're going to do this, we have to, like, those are the, the parameters, right? Is we have to come up with a story that is weird, creepy, but is, like, there has to be a plausibility to it that, like, this could happen, which, because I feel like too many creepypastas don't have that, and that's why they're stupid. Yeah. So, I love, let me ask, like, do you have an idea? Like, what would your creepypasta be? I have, I have ideas that I don't think it should be, like... I don't like the idea of it basing around a property, like the Zelda one or the SpongeBob one I've brought up before. Um, I like aliens. A, aliens is good. People believe in aliens. Yeah. Like like aliens and ghosts are a big one. If you do ghosts, I mean, because a lot of people believe in both of those things, and there is something inherently like you already understand. If you, hey, my house is haunted. Here's a, here's a story. People get that, and you're gonna have some people, mostly me, who are like, "That's fucking stupid. Ghosts aren't real, or aliens aren't real." My well, favorite... most people aren't that. My favorite was about aliens that lived in a barn. Hmm. It was um it was a barn in the middle of nowhere in like Kansas and the the property got abandoned and it, like nobody bought it for a while. But then this this kid and his friend saw that the when the sun went down there was like a light on in the barn and they thought it was like a hobo traveling but they noticed the light was on like the, there was something going on in there every night. So they got curious, and they went and looked, and when they got closer, the light went out. 
so they're like poking around and they couldn't really like find anyone in there, but it's like they know someone's in here. And then like there's a there's like a loss of memory and a loss of sense of time. And they they kind of just found themselves back on the road away from the barn as if they never went over to it. Um, but it was like later in the day and they're or at night, and they're they're both kind of like confused, disoriented. So they went home, and since then they haven't seen the light in the barn, but they have these recurring dreams about uh, aliens visiting them in the night. That's pretty good. Like that, I mean, pre- it hits a pre- lot of. Yeah, it's presented in a way where it's like I think I just I think I scared myself, but then like he's confirming that he has the same dreams. I don't know what's going on, and it like nothing climactic happens. Nothing, uh, like there's no hook. There's no and it, the alien was inside the house all along, and then I got away. I feel like yeah, creepy pasta doesn't need that though because it is supposed to be this. Sorry, this this personal, this happened. You know, this personal story. Um, yeah, I will say, uh, time displacement is a good idea and one I really like. The idea of, of you doing something and it doesn't take as long or it takes too long. There was a story I was writing a, a handful of years ago where I was going to have this the sequence where the, the character goes for this hike looking for this monster. Um, she's done this hike before. She knows it takes her like exactly an hour and a half to do it. But when she gets back, only like five minutes has passed. But she's done the whole hike. She can see her footprints on the snow where she started and where she stopped. And to me, like I really like that idea, and then I thought about it. I feel like it it, it didn't fit the story, so I never used it. Um, Did she ever discover that the real monster was capitalism? <laughs> <laughs> no, it ends with her maybe shooting herself. I'm not. It's an open ending. That's hot. Yeah. So I don't so, know. I, I like time displacement, and I like I like the alien thing. I feel like we can do something with that. So what if? Okay, so we want to use time displacement aliens. What if there was a barn? I mean, I don't want to copy the story you just did, but barns are naturally Aww. creepy. I guess they can be. I think, um, uh, what's something that's not traditionally creepy? Um, because I feel like there's graveyards and there's spooky old libraries that the lights off, and there's um, like what, like, is there a way that we can write a creepy pasta about an alien at a grocery store? I feel like anything at night with the lights off is going to be creepy. But most of these probably have to take place at night. Because if you're in a grocery store during the day, people are, there's going to be customers there. Unless you're the only one who can see the alien. But then, I don't know if that's creepypasta or just like, hey, here's a story about me having a hallucination. Yeah, that's what creepypasta is. So, I, I, I don't mind the idea of, of a grocery store either. And then their eyes are black and blood comes out. No, I feel like that's a little too much. No, that's every creepypasta. It's a little too much. <laughs> okay, okay, let, let, let's, let's, let's stick with the grocery store. I like the grocery store. I like the alien <laughs> no, thing. It doesn't have to be an alien. I like the idea of the grocery store because I don't think I've seen that yet. So now I'm I'm feeling creative. It doesn't need to be an alien, maybe, but I feel like there needs to be there needs to be some kind of presence or thing or entity in the grocery store. Like, just maybe this person works at the grocery store, and is like, "Oh man, I, I I'm in charge of the fruit," and sometimes it feels kind of weird to be in charge of the fruit because you know it's got like bugs on it or something. But you just kind of brush them off and put them out there because I'm a teenager and I get paid minimum wage. I don't give a shit. Okay. Um, but maybe like there's a bug that's really that's really big, and he's like, "Okay, this bug is fucked up," and he's like, "Hey, hey, Tim, 
my boss, come take a look at this bug. And Tim's like, I don't see a bug. And he's like, okay, well, I did just get baked before I joined, did this job because I'm a high schooler. Uh, let's just let's just ignore the bug. Comes back the next day, though. And he sees the bug again, but it's bigger. And he's like, okay, now I'm really freaking out because I didn't get baked this morning because it, it's Friday. I don't get baked on Friday mornings. I do that Friday night or some shit, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so... He points out the bug again. He's like, okay, you guys are fucking with me, right? This can't be, you know, and he doesn't touch it because, like, it's maybe it's a creepy bug. Like, it's a, a, a beetle. It's got some, some spines or shit on it. Um, feelers coming out of its fucking asshole. Um, and no one can see it. And he's like, this is fucked up. But, like, it's on this melon. This is a fucking bug melon. And no one, and, and then, like, a lady picks it up and is like, oh, I like this melon. She gives it a tap to see if it's ripe. Takes it away. He's like, well, at least the bug is gone. Like, I physically watched it leave the, the thing, because he follows her around, and she's like, oh, that's kind of a weird kid, but she buys the melon and leaves. Next day, the bug is back, and it's even bigger, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger, and no one can see it, and then it just starts following him around. What if he can, like, he keeps seeing the antenna, like, out from behind things? Oh, I like that. And then he goes and he, like, jumps around to look, and it's not there. He's yeah. like, but I saw the antenna, and he's like, like, really freaking out. He only sees it at the grocery store, so he's not freaking out at home. He stops doing pot. He stops drinking as much. He's like, okay, I'm gonna get kind of straight. I gotta, I gotta, maybe I'm fucking with myself. Maybe I had a bad batch of weed. And then it just keeps showing up, and it's only at the grocery store. He's afraid it's gonna come to his house, and it never does. I, I kind of like this as a structure. I, I, I'm actually like, I, I'm... Quite literally making this up as I go. But I'm, no, it's I'm, working. Like, I don't want to interrupt because you're doing fine. Um, I don't know what should happen next. Because creepypastas by themselves are not very long, and you could definitely get like three pages if you were being, you know, a certain level of descriptive. And most people don't want to read any further than that. So I don't know where you put the time displacement. Uh, well, you know, we don't have to do that in this story. I thought, well, unless, okay, he's got to unload a truck. Okay. And the bug is there watching him. At this point, it just follows him around, and he's just like, I need to quit this job. This is freaking me out, but I'm also maybe weirdly attracted to the, the you know, like, I want to figure out what's going on, curiosity thing. Yeah. The truck comes in. It's like, okay, you're going to spend the next three hours unloading this truck. He's like, okay, this always takes that long because it's a big truck. And then he does it in, like, he, he does it. He's like, okay, three hours are done. And he goes, okay, I'm done loading the truck, boss. And it's like, there's no way. It's only been 20 minutes. No, I, 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 I'm done. Like it's been three hours. I have my watch, and then he looks at his watch, and his watch is like, "Oh, it's only been twenty minutes." And he's freaking out, and he's like, "His boss is like, are you on drugs?" And he's like, "No, I haven't done that those in a while." You know, go look. I, I swear to God, I did it. And all the trucks unloaded, and the bug is just like sitting on the truck, and just like looking at him with his like with his big fucking eyes, because at this point it's like quite large, and its antennas are flailing around, and then like. What if the antenna is always, the bug's always trying to touch him with the antennas, but never quite, you know, he always gets away. It doesn't really pursue him, it's just like like this lazy kind of like, what if I slap you with it? Yeah. And so he's, oh, he he like flinches back and his boss is like, what the fuck, dude? He's like, you don't see the bug. He's like, are you still on that goddamn bug thing? And then the kid's like, yeah, then the the bug touches him with the antenna, and then it just goes away. And then then he's like, and I never saw the bug again. But I know for a fact that I unloaded that truck in 20 minutes instead of three hours. That kind of works, but I feel like it needs like something a little bit more scary. 
that's fair. Like just to just to push it into the like going back to right before the bug leaves. Like, is there is there anything else the bug can do? Um, that's a good question. Well, what should what should the bug be able to do? Because I feel like the bug should should fuck with his work life more than just that one instance. Like, it really needs to be an ongoing thing and not just like possibly a hallucination. Um, what if like what if he, there's a, a one night where he was doing like a night shift, and he just has like an hour left in his shift. But every time he'd look up to the clock, it's like he he's pretty sure he saw the antenna out of it, like his peripheral vision. But whenever he looks up at the clock, there's nothing there. But like the hours like dragging on, just yeah, forever. So like the bug fucks with time. Yeah, like it, it but like in both ways. Okay. And that like almost that. and maybe like that happens first, and then like the truck thing happens where it's like he gave his time back, mm-hmm. but and then like moved on or something. I like I like that. Maybe I'm wondering like if there's anything. Now I'm wondering like because I I kind of like legit want to write this now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck, this is kind of a cool story. Fucking high ass teenager seeing an evil bug that steals his time and gives it back. Um, I'm trying to think what else should happen if if anything like you know I I I mean like again creepy posters are supposed to be a little short. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I maybe this one's done. We should just do a second one. Yeah, I feel like I can't really add to this. And like, no, if it's... I did, it would be like, how do I turn this into a novella that I could like pitch to magazines? God, I had so many at... other fucking stories I need to write. I don't need to add this one to the list. I'm looking at scary pictures. You are. You're sending me some, and like the like that Squidward one I remember is pretty creepy. And then like anything involving a hospital is creepy. So if we do another one, it should probably take place in a hospital. The Zelda one's just a cool drawing, though. Um. Okay, hospital. Okay, well, let's do the alien one. Okay, let's do the alien one. Um. What if this guy thinks that he, like, he saw an alien autopsy? Like, he saw an alien, like, he got abducted and, and he saw them working on him, or he saw aliens... Doing no, he, on someone else. he went to the he went to the hospital for like his own thing. Okay, and um, he heard like he heard like there's a lot of urgency or something going on outside, and like the nurses are are all like running by, and he he pushed the button to get some like help or water or something, but nobody came, and there's like there's some something big's going on, so he he decides to go like investigate, and there's like a crowd inside this one room. And he's trying to look, but he can't tell. And then, like, inside, there's just, like, a shriveled-up person that just looks weird. And, like, he can't really see anything, but, like, this long, like, gangly hand keeps coming up. And, like, they keep, take, you know, like, pushing the hand back down. And, he like, he can't quite make a... He, he, like, he can't get a good look at it. Okay. Um... I'm try- I mean, like, I'm... I feel like that's setting the... The setting, but I don't know where so, to go with the story. <laughs> we, we want other people around. Because the thing is, is other people add, you know, I guess, for one thing, if, if, you, if ten people see something weird, it's harder to discount it if only one person sees something weird. Unless yeah, he no, sees that's... something different than they do. That makes it harder. I kind of like the idea of, like, 
I don't know, he wanders into, like, a hospital room, which no one would fucking do, though. But I like, I mean, I like the idea of him in a hospital, like, I'm sick, here's where I go, maybe the doctor leaves, and the doctor's been taking a while, so he goes to, like, find a nurse, because he's like, I, I, you know, I gotta get back to work or something, like, I'm taking, I'm doing this on my lunch break, and I'm gonna take an hour and a half long lunch, and then I'll, I'll flex my hours. And he goes to look for a nurse or the doctor, because he's there, and he just, like, here's something weird from a room, and he goes into that room, or peers in, and it's just, like, two fucking aliens with some goddamn medical equipment, just, like, hardcore medical equipment, real sharp and shiny, and they're just, like, they're, they're dissecting his doctor. <laughs> I, I pointed at my light switch when I said that, because I figure of all the things in my room, that's the one that would appreciate being pointed at. I I kind of like that. Like, does he does he just like slam the door and run away, and then like and like call for help? But like, there's no proof of anything happening. Um, I feel like it's not as fun if he if he runs away. That was a creepy ass gif you sent me. Oh, nothing really scary happens in it though. She just walks forward and tilts her head a bit. Um, like, like the, you know, as far as the story goes, like there has to be more, somewhat of a scene because if it's some little thing and he just runs out and it's like, look what I saw. People are like, I don't know, you're probably getting antsy and you 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 freaked yourself out and ran away. So I almost feel like he has to at least take a step into the room and 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 witness something, and maybe. I feel like it should end with the alien, one of the aliens looking at him and going, you're next. Eh. Yeah, that's kind of corny, isn't it? I, I, and again, like, I, I feel like you and me both have a bar of quality that's, like, more than what you might want out of a creepypasta. Mm-hmm. Because I can see a lot of them ending with a line like that. Like, they said you're next, and I am still waiting for my turn. <laughs> dun dun dun! <laughs> hey, this is one of people eating hot dogs. I don't know if it's not that like creepy. It's just kind of weird. I mean, so I guess like he must like he he's gonna have to like leave right? Like the like, he witnesses the if we're going with the alien autopsy. I don't know what I don't know what should happen next with this one because like normal people's gut reaction is to get the fuck out of there or to try and help, but if you see someone whose like chest is torn open and there's like clearly like gray aliens with the big eyes and the big heads like you know with with welding torches or whatever fucking around in there, you're you're not gonna be like oh I can save him, I can be I can be Superman right now you're gonna go oh my god he's fucked I gotta get out of here, and then you're gonna get the fuck out of there. And then he goes and gets a nurse, and he's like, it's in that room, and then the room isn't there. That's stupid, too. Don't use that. You know, I'm, the more I'm thinking about it, I, aliens are bad. This is... Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> aliens can work, but maybe not in this one. I... Because the one you opened with, with aliens was cool. I really liked that as an idea. Like, that was a good one. 
or at least had the potential to be. If it's a creepypasta, it probably wasn't written that well. Yeah, but almost just because it, like nothing interesting actually happens. Right. Um. Okay, let's let's just focus on the hospital part. Let's go back to. Um, there's a nurse that works at the hospital. Okay. And he just, he, he doesn't get phased by stuff anymore. Like, he's seen blood, he's seen other stuff. Oh, so um, this guy who's been working there a long time, he's... Yeah. He's grizzled. He's, maybe not grizzled, but it's like, he, he doesn't get, um, like, he's not queasy at the sight of blood or anything. Okay. Um, and like, one, there's like a night, maybe, where he, uh... Let's say, like he, you know, he goes for a break or something, and he, like, he walks past an empty room that he 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 didn't think there were any patients in there, but out of the corner of his eye, he like he saw that there was somebody in the bed, and then um, like when he he came back from his break, he 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 walked by the room and like the light was off, and he's like, it was weird that he didn't think there was anyone in there, but there was somebody, so he looks and there wasn't anybody in there. And, like, for the rest of the night, he kept seeing, like, something in places where it shouldn't be. You see, I like that. That's, like, that's naturally creepy, because especially if you keep doing it over and over, because it's almost like something's following you. But you yeah, can't prove like it, he... and you know it's not real, because it, it shouldn't be. But it's like, what if there's someone in the room with me, or someone in this building with me that shouldn't be? And it's also, like, maybe he's just tired. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's like, night shift or something. It seems specific enough that he's like he's certain that there's something going on. Okay. Um. Where would this go? <laughs> like I'm, like I I don't know if it's like a ghost or. Um. I don't like the idea of a ghost. I almost think, like. It being an actual person, to me, is scarier because that's a thing that can happen. Like, an unhinged dude can follow you around. But that's not really what people want out of one of these. So, it almost maybe needs to be... It needs to be something maybe kind of supernatural. It's a person made out of lab rats and they're after revenge. It's a giant rat. It's a giant rat. Giant rat would be pretty scary. In a lab coat. And he says, I'm Dr. Squeakers. Oh, that'd be Dr. Splinter. He goes, woo I'm going to make you a turtle. I will teach you karate. Now, what 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 the fuck should it be? What if it's oh, like, um... Okay, here's a cool... Oh, okay, dude. I found a picture. Okay. Of a hospital. Camera five. Oh, God, it's like a mannequin hospital. That's pretty unsettling. There's just a bunch of mannequins, and then someone photoshopped a goofy skeleton in there. Yeah, not very um, well. I The idea of, like, finding a mannequin in a hospital bed, like, you pull back the sheets and it's a mannequin, and it's like, there shouldn't be a mannequin in the hospital. Is that true, though? Because they, they practice, like, CPR on them. On, like, test dummies, but not a mannequin. Okay, like so, like, a clothing, yeah, like a clothing mannequin. Yeah, like, so, like that kind of unsettling thing where, like, it doesn't well, have eyes, but you know it's looking at you. Hands. Oh, yeah. Or, like, a hook for a head, too. I've seen those ones. You're like, what the fuck? I like the ones where they have, like, TV sets for heads. 
I've never seen one of those. Because they're like stylish that way. Like Lord Conti. Remember what him about... from Battle Hmm. Okay, so let's let me back it up a little bit. So he's pretty sure he's like he's seeing things like out of this corner of his eye. He's pretty sure like he's he saw someone in a room that shouldn't be in there. But whenever he looks and investigates, there's nobody in there. And this like keeps going on. And the whole shift is just like getting stressful and tiring. And um like he, he just he eventually the shift is over and he goes home and he drives home. And then like when he, he gets in bed and he, he lays down in bed, he he's pretty sure that he saw someone in the mirror. Like, like out in of the house. Yeah, in his house, but like okay. in the mirror. Okay. Like in a way where like he's not he he if there was a person standing there he would see the person and the reflection, but he's only seeing the reflection part. Okay. And when he like he looks closer, it's gone, but he's he's certain that he's seeing things. I like and this. So at this point, it is following him into his house. God, that would fuck me up. I I I, I like where this is going. Um, maybe in the mirror, he actually sees like a facial feature, like the like he had. It was a guy with like a beard, or something like. Like it's some kind of detail that's enough to like hold on to, where it's taking Eyes are too more close form. Together. It's not. It's something a little off. Okay. Um, and then like the next day at the hospital, uh, they should like they should bring in somebody that was like in a car accident and they're dead, but it was it was like a guy with the same beard. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot because it's like a reverse ghost. Saw him before he died, and then after he dies, he doesn't see him anymore. And it's like I didn't see the ghost, but I saw him. I saw as a live ghost. Yeah, something like that. I feel like that's a. I feel like that's a really good one too. Like, like you could make that. Um, you made that like, pretty atmospheric. That would be. That would be a good. That would be a good creepy story. With the right like polish and details to point at, it could come across neat. Maybe. Yeah, that's a good one. We did. We did two good ones. The first two good creepypastas. I actually kind of want to write that first one at some point. I don't know when I'll do it. Yeah, but I don't write write the second one either. Write down the idea. I've had a couple I've been kicking around, like, dumb dumb horror ideas. Like, I was trying to sleep the other day, you know, and I just like, what if, like, there was a strange man in my room, he just screamed to wake up at me, and I just, like, he's just in my room with his face really close to mine. And he's got, like, you know, he's smiling real big. He's got kind of big teeth. He doesn't have any hair. And I, and I was just like, what would I do in that scenario? And of course, like, I'm trying to sleep, and I just like, oh, here's a thought. It's like, well, I guess I'm not going to sleep for a bit now, am I? I don't have any... It's not going to go anywhere. Like, I don't know if I'll ever do anything with that one, but... Well, I have a lot of short story ideas that tend to fall in the horror genre, and that's largely how they start. Is like I'm doing something mundane. And it's like, what if something fucked up happened right now? Oh, so I didn't tell you how uh, Slenderman starts. No, you didn't. Um, so there's there's some high school girls. They're palling around the girls, and they're at high school. And then there's the boys they like, and the boys are just they're palling around. And it's like, hey, hey, hey. Oh uh, yeah, what's up? Hey, is it, so so? What are you guys doing later? Like, oh, we got we got plans, but they're secret. You can't come. No girls allowed. Hey, you're probably just touching your dick. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
then fast forward, um, the girls are having a sleepover at their drunk dad's place. And like, so what do you think the boys are doing? He's like, I heard they're gonna summon Slender Man. And one of the girls says, What's Slender Man? And oh, no. He's from the internet. And they bring up like a Wikipedia and they're just like reading Wikipedia about Slender Man. Like, of course they are. And there's like a slideshow of like DeviantArt drawings on MS Paint. And like the whole the whole movie is about how when you share Slender Man pictures on the internet, it's like a computer virus in your head. And now he's going to get you because you've seen Slender Man. And it's like, it's the weakest premise for a horror scenario. It that, sucks. Like, like deviant art pictures will get you. Yeah, it's not even like, oh, here's the story of the the Slender Man, and it was like from the witch trials, and this thing had. It's literally just like, oh yeah, look it up on deviant art. Ah. <laughs> Let's look up Yoshi and Mercy from Overwatch. Ah. Do they actually do that? I don't know. Now that I said <laughs> it, yes. I believe you. It's funny with, um, like, there's this idea that it's like any story should theoretically be able to be good. You just have to know what it, you have to know what you're doing. Like, if this was a, a comedy, like, they, they probably could have made a pretty fucking funny slasher horror comedy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Slenderman. They could. Um,. Having good characters is, you know, the other thing is, like, that's the, the cornerstone of a good story is to have, like, a character you, you want to follow, you want to you root for, you, you believe is a real person. My thing with creepypastas, going back to that, is, like, they're not, it's never a character, it's always the username, because you're, this is a story that happened to me. Mm-hmm. And then and then it's, you hopefully, people copy and paste it. That's, like, the pasta part, right, is, is copy-paste. Yeah. And if if you write a horror creepypasta with a really profound like main character, that's just a short story now. Like it's not it's not a creepypasta. Mm-hmm. And so like the two we came up with tonight, like if I was gonna execute these, I wouldn't you know like I'd be like okay, who's the main character? What what does this character do? What does this character like to do? That's why I like like the one dude like you know he gets high before he goes to work. It's something you know it's believable, but it's also like a characteristic. It's not just an eye voice it's a it's a trait i don't know if i'm like mansplaining all of this dumb shit no we're working through it i mean that's another thing i noticed with a lot of creepypastas that i uh i, I listen to a few youtube channels that will like read them out loud mm-hmm. and a lot of times it's like it'll be five minutes of someone explaining how normal they are and yeah. then like and then like their neighbor but their neighbor's weird and then i was lo- watching my neighbor once and i think they're cannibals the end or it's like <laughs> or it's like i i'm very normal i have a job i don't like it very much i come home my home's a little small it's okay though i go to school i i'm an adult now whatever the aliens showed up and they said if I ever need help, they'll help me. And then one time I was going to get stabbed by a mugger and then the aliens stopped him. The end. Mm-hmm. As like, what kind of story is this? Like, I feel like like creepypasta is like how, in some ways maybe how some people get started writing. Like Other people, they, they, they use fan fiction. And other people are like, I want to try and write a horror story and then people will read it on the internet and then they, it's not you know, very good. So, the, uh, quick thing, I'm pretty sure most creepypastas are written by, like, 12-year-olds. 
I think so. I feel like there's some like there's a, some sophistication to them. It's just like there's a problem with the idea, like a really core flaw that they just ignore or don't know is there because they didn't think about it enough. Yeah, something. I, what, what did we talk about last week? Uh, fairly odd parents. I, one of the topics I wanted to bring up was just the topic of wish fulfillment. Okay. And I feel like uh, wish fulfillment is a totally valid theme. And I, and sometimes people like to go out of the way to kind of demonize it because it means you're being selfish or or something. Like you're, you're tapping into like selfish desires and it's like it's not healthy. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's a valid theme for a story. Oh, for sure. So I feel like you cannot have wish fulfillment in a creepypasta. Like what makes creepypastas actually creepy is the idea that this happened to a person and they're not in control. Yes. So when the creepypasta ends with, and then the genie said, I could have as many wishes as I want. It's not scary. No. Um, I want to say there is one scary story that was actually... It's a wish fulfillment story that is actually handled in a creepy way. It's kind of the exception that proves the rule. I mean, like the monkey's paw stuff where the wishes always backfire. Yeah, it's kind of the monkey's paw thing. But um, do you remember Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, geez, you're going back a ways. I know the property. I don't know if I watched it all that much. It's just it's like a Nickelodeon yeah. uh, live action show. And it's like Tales from the Crypt, where it's like, here's a here's a 20-minute short story about something spooky. Here's the clown ghost. Here's, what if the dog was a ghost? We're going to go to a camp, but it's a summer camp of ghosts. And it's like, okay. So there was one really good story where this uh, the family moves into a new house. Okay. And it's, um, well, it's not a new house. It was like the, the kid's uncle... Um, or great uncle like passed away and they inherited the house. And the kid is like, he's an average kid, whatever. And his sister's annoying and he's a mom. And, and he's like, well, you know, so whatever happened to uncle Tommy is like, you know, he, I don't even know. He didn't do anything. He just like stayed in the house all the time. He just had a lot of money. So he never went anywhere. He's like, Oh, that's weird. And then every time the kid goes down to the basement, and he, he doesn't realize what's triggering it. But every time he goes down the basement, it's like, it's time to do the laundry. And he turns on the radio, and then this, like, creepy door will open, and something comes out of it. Hmm. And depending on the music, like, different things happen. Okay. So, like, he, he turns on the radio, and there's, like, a there's a commercial for, like, a circus or something. So there's, like, circus music playing. And the door opens, and there's, like, a carnival inside this closet in the basement. And there's like a Ferris wheel, and there's a carnival barker. He's like, "Come on in! It's the best ride in the town!" Yeehaw! And and the kid's like really confused, like, "What am I even looking at?" And he takes a step towards it, and then the carnival bar- barker like turns into a skeleton, and like tries to grab him. And then the like the commercial ends, and the the door like slams shut. And it's like, what was that? And then like. And then, like, there's, like, memory loss. Like, it's that same, like, time loss thing where it's, like, he barely remembers what happened. Okay. And then, like, there's a, like, a, I don't know, like, a music box starts playing or something. Um, And the door opens, and this, like, creepy life-size doll comes out. And it just, like, it's this plastic thing, and it just, like, waddles out of the door. And it's like, come play with us, Andy. We will have so much fun. 
and just super creepy stuff keeps happening. It seems like something like Pennywise would do, just like a the li- idea it- of, of jumping around between creepy things to fuck it with sort his of victims. Is. So the the kid realizes that what's triggering it is music. Okay. And and like his mom doesn't believe him and stuff and whatever. So he's like, he, he's, whatever. Um. So coming home from school, like a bully's chasing him, and it like destroys his bike or something. So he decides to like to trick the bully. So he like throws something at him and runs over around the house, and and leads the bully into the basement and locks him in there. And then he turns on the power, and this like power metal starts playing. And like the bully sees something like terrifying, and he's like screaming. Um, and the this music's playing like super loud, and so then the kid cuts the power and goes down there. He's like, Did you learn your lesson? Did the monster scare you? And he can't find the bully anywhere. And he's like, oh, Well, that's what a happened? Good ending. Well, no, this is the ending. <laughs> so he's like, Well, what happened? And then the door opens and it's just black inside, and there's this creepy voice that's um, or or something, and a brand new bike like rolls out. And the boy's looking at it like, okay, what happened? And then there's this creepy voice that says, uh, like, I'll give you anything you want. Uh, you just have to do one thing. It's like, what do you want? It's like, feed me. And then the door closes. Hmm. And he realizes that's how the uncle was, like, surviving, was just by sacrificing people to it. And then, like, you hear upstairs, the, the younger sister comes home. He's like, Andy, I, mom said you better make dinner and better be good or I'm going to tell. And then he just, like, gives this creepy look into the camera. And it ends there. Nice. And it's like, that's the only scary story about wish fulfillment that actually, like, oh, that's legitimately creepy. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. I like that. Because there's these, like, implications, you know, <laughs> that, like, your mind starts going crazy. I'm just like, man, what song did he play? And, like, what came out? Like, I'd almost want to experiment rock. with that. <laughs> huh? Royalty-free music. Oh, yeah, probably. Guitar riff. Metal, 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 yeah. It was like, if I played Dissection, would, like, Satan himself walk out that door? Because <laughs> that'd oh, be kind of cool. If if I played um, uh, Albuquerque, would Weird Al come out for, like, 21 minutes before killing me? <laughs> you play, like, some Cascada, and it's just, like... This lady comes out and she's like, "I want to kiss you," and you're like, "Yeah, you're pretty." I I play the um spooky scary skeleton song. It's just a cartoon comes out and I go, "Yeah, hey, yay!" <laughs> oh, you you play some MLP show tunes and then like fucking Twilight comes out and you're like, "Oh, it's Twilight," but it's not, and that's why it's sad. Oh, and then she turns into a, a changeling, and it's like it's yeah. canon, and then you die. No, it's you know, Pinkie this... Pie, and then she shoots you with her party cannon, and it's an actual cannon. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, th- you know, this is a fun show. I'm glad we did this. This is a really good one. I like this a lot. Um, we are coming up on an hour, though. You want to do yeah. a blank space? Sure. So, I'm really glad. I uh, I purchased the uh, complete box set of Gravity Falls, and I finally started watching that yesterday. And I haven't seen most of it, and so I watched the first three episodes, and I don't. I think I think I haven't seen at least two of them. And um, Gravity Falls is fucking really good. It is a really really good cartoon. It's really funny. I would say ninety percent of the jokes land, and I'm you know twenty nine and not twelve. 
So it's, it's written in that way where, like, everybody can laugh at this or I'm emotionally stunted. Either way, it's a really, really good cartoon. And so, yeah, Gravity Falls is great. And if you haven't seen it, you should you should track that one down. But odds are I'm the one late to the party. That's a good one. I don't like what my glad space is like. I bought a thing, but they typically are. Uh, yeah, that's fine. You can be glad about that. They fill the void. Um, what was my glad space? Oh, oh yeah, I remember now. So you you kept, I I get that you had to cut a lot of stuff, but you kept warning me that the politics was really bad on this week's comic dash. Yeah, or comics podcast. Um, and you even put a warning like in the show, and you even like play sounds to like signal when the politics starts. Oh no, that was more to like, yeah, that was the cut because that there was no easy way to transition to what I cut to because I chopped like thirty minutes and then kept the last like fourteen. So, anyways, I don't know why you're so like paranoid about it because the stuff you kept was really good. And see, I kept the part that I thought was was solid because it was. It was a little more personal. It was a little more like, this is how I view the world. This is how this. Everything before that was sort of like, here's why you shouldn't like South Park, because they're racist. And it was that kind of like, liberal nonsense that, that normally I'm on that side. But in that case, I was like, God, I just want you to shut the fuck up, John Lucas. Like, what comic books? So anyways, my glad space is, um, I, I think it, you, you guys both mentioned something about how one of the problems with politics is that it's really hard to take it serious because there's no like news outlets you can actually just trust. Mm-hmm. Like everything just seems to have a spin to it, and everything seems to be like a social media tweet where it's like the whole story's in the headline. Don't yep. bother with facts. We just here's here's a quick headline. Think what we want you to think. So I just um I think I've mentioned it before, but I want to recommend a podcast called Politics, Politics, Politics. It's the only one I found where the guy really does not present any bias. Okay, but he's yeah, you also have mentioned this before. Maybe not on the show, but to me, yeah. But he's a uh, he's uh, Justin Robert Young. Um, he's like he's a comedian, but he really knows what he's talking about, and he'll present things in a funny or a light way. But he'll also just like this is what everyone's talking about this week. And he'll he'll take maybe five minutes to explain why it's not actually as important as everyone on Twitter wants you to think it is. <laughs> and then he'll talk about something that's actually important. And then he'll go over, uh, like, uh, primary uh, voting polls. But the theme is that it's at a strip club, so he calls it the pole dance. Nice. And he just he has, like, stripper music playing uh, while he goes over the, the latest primary results. This does um, sound like a good podcast. It it really is, and it it's jokey, and he's a little vulgar, but it, the bottom line is that he actually he he presents things in a very real and important way that I think people need to think about things. Sure. Um. Recently, he's been talking about Alex Jones. Like Alex has gotten pretty much banned off of everything now. Yep. And he brings up these interesting points about how like everyone seems to agree, you know what? He's not the best, <laughs> you know, like, I know he has a fan base, but it's like, eh, who really cares? But what's scary is the way that all these websites seem to work together to ban him at the exact same time so that no one looks like the bad guy. Yeah. It was like once the- one person do it, they could all do it at the same time. And now it, it, it's like, 
You can't you can't blame any collective one piece of social media. But now it's like no one's no one's really questioning if it's a good thing or not to to censor someone just because you think they're stupid. Because it's like Alex Jones is on this one end of the extreme spectrum, but it's this weird like there's a gradient to it where it's like who's the next Alex Jones? What like different people are going to draw the line at different things. I feel like so it's like I I get I feel like it's easier to justify the Alex Jones thing, right? Because I mean, but, some of his stuff does like devolve into hate speech and stuff. Like he's not he's not a good person. <laughs> did you did you hear what got him banned off Twitter? No, I I don't he, remember what that one was. He he literally I I think he was doing one of his things where he's trying to do a character and he's trying to speak in metaphor, but he doesn't present it very well. And he pretty much told people to grab their shotguns because they're coming for you. And it was kind of like a call to violence. There's no way, way that's the first time he's done that. It it was it's the first time he was so like explicit about it where it's like I heard it and I'm like, yeah, you can't say that on Twitter. Right. Um there, someone out there is gonna take this too literally and it's you, you can't say that. But it's it's just a how jury uh, presents these things like they're they're thinking points. He doesn't tell you here's what I think, and this is why you should agree with me. He just sort of asks a question and then invites people to write in, and he tries to find different answers, and he'll go over them next week. And there's just this very genuine, um, like, hey guys, let's have a conversation. Right. I really I can't find any spin on anything he presents. I can't find any like bias towards one goal or another it's always like here's what this person said uh i think if i was that person's campaign manager i would have twisted it this way but i think this is a bad decision blah 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 and he never talks about the actual policy okay he talks that seems about like the, really refreshing it's the circus half of it which if you think about it that's kind of what politics is anyways mm. in the in the political like government level so I just I want to recommend politics, politics, politics. Oh, and his new card game, Action News. Now you can be the reporter. <laughs> Have you seen that? No, but it sounds it, kind of cool. It's a fun card game. You get a you get a news story, and then like there's a bunch of random cards thrown out on the table, and so you have to like you'll get a news story that like uh, we got our first man on the moon, but there's a blank for who your source is, and there's a blank for like what the public opinion is and you have to like grab cards off the table and it's like a race to get the good ones. Oh, and then, and then it's like a role play thing where it's like the one person's the anchor and he's kind of like the dungeon master that's deciding the score. And he like introduces the news stories and you oh, have to like report fun. them. It's, it's cool. Action news card game. Google it. Cause I don't remember the website. That's a good one. We had, we had, we had a really good show tonight. Yeah. Um, we should ruin it. What would ruin the show? <laughs> I was really tempted to just say the N-word. <laughs> what N-word? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Are we done? Goodbye, everybody? Is that... <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> I love you, Richard. I love you too, Richard. <laughs>